0: This is MuggleCast, your Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts podcast covering everything about J.K. Rowling's magical world. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is the leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com mugglecast. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 279. Oh my gosh, we're so close to the big 280. Uh, Micah and Eric are here, of course, as always. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. And coming in from New York City
1: <laughs> <laughs> is the
0: wonderful, wonderful Laura T. Hi.
1: Hi. How are you? I was, I, Yeah, no, please don't. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if you were like cueing me to say something there because you paused for a second. And I was no. like, oh, do I do I introduce myself now?
0: No, no. We're professional
1: Laura. podcasters. We know what we're doing.
0: I am Laura. Uh, Laura and I are co-hosts of a new podcast, Millennial.
1: Hashtag yes.
0: <laughs> at MillennialShow.com. Laura, it's good to have you on again.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back. It's always good to talk with you guys.
0: Before we started, Laura was like, yeah, I got on a half an hour to plan, and I was looking at the doc, and I was like, oh, this is Harry Potter. This is easy.
1: Yeah, this is fun stuff. You know, <laughs> sometimes on Millennial, we get into some pretty deep discussions, so this right. is this is a fun uh, break from that, for sure.
0: So, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I keep saying this, we really lucked out with starting up monthly episodes again in March, because Fantastic Beasts is gearing up, and in the past... A few weeks since our last episode, we got two big casting confirmations from Warner Brothers. So they're not just rumors anymore. Uh, first of all, no surprise, Eddie Redmayne is going to be Newt in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Laura, did we get your opinions on, uh, Eddie?
1: No, you didn't, but, um, it was funny because you brought it up to me, I guess, a couple weeks ago when mm-hmm. it first got announced. Yeah. And you said his name and I was like, who? And yeah, that's not good. Yeah, no, I legitimately did not know who he was. I'm sorry. Um and I think you thought I was joking at first, but I wasn't. But yeah. yeah, he looks fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, I there's not much else to say about it. J.K. Rowling said she's thrilled and again, it's just hard to know for sure if like what our opinion are is if we don't have the uh the description of the character. I mm. was hoping Warner Brothers was going to release something, but they didn't. You know, like
2: newt is this age he's into this and that and blah 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 to give yeah, us a better idea of yeah, the character yeah. i i think yeah well we're we're left to um survive off of just these quotes from the producers and directors and jk rowling herself talking about him and i mean if they think he, he'll be perfect i'm sure they're not wrong yeah uh in in, in that front so believe
0: it's, in david it, Heyman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well david yates um in particular said eddie is a fearless actor Brimming with invention, wit, and humanity. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, Thanks. It sounds, I guess he's like good. a cool guy. No, I, I did know who he was. I've mentioned before just through some of the smaller movies that he was in that I had seen. Um, and, uh, and, uh, he, he does seem, I mean, look, if they think he's, he's good for it, I'll, I'll take their word. I'm, I'm more interested too, because we don't know, uh, not only don't we know about Newt, we don't know anything about his family or, or anything like that. And so, the additional casting process that has surrounded the casting of his family you you go into it knowing even less right with yeah. newt, you know that he eventually wrote this book that he's kind of uh, what a magi zoologist they called him, so like that influences some of what you know what you'd think his his character would be uh but everybody else in this movie that they're casting for the roles have been named, and all this other stuff is just like oh okay now i i i I'm completely blind going into yeah. it.
0: So the other person. new person we found out about is uh, actress Catherine Watterson. She's going to play Newt's wife, Tina, or poor Patina, if you remember her from, uh, I guess the fan, I don't know where she was mentioned. I tried to look that up, but I couldn't find it. I don't know. If-
2: I feel like it's just in like a, a release of some sort. Okay. Like, I don't know. One of those, if, like just for this movie, I highly doubt it was like an old, like part of the original book or anything. Yeah. I
0: don't think so either, because there really wouldn't be a place for that. Unless it's like in the bio section, I don't know.
2: Right, like so and so lives with his what you know. Right, lives with his wife Porpentina. But mm-hmm.
0: so the interesting thing is that we learned with this that they're going to meet in this first movie. So when the movie starts, they are not going to be married. That's cool. Yeah. So we know there's going to be at least three films. So at some point over this at least trilogy, uh, we'll probably see a wizard wedding, which I think would actually be really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: The last one went so well that we saw <laughs> in theaters. This one's
2: gonna get, yeah, they're gonna have an Indomitable Rex crash this one. Uh, <laughs> Indominus Rex, I think you mean. Yeah, Indominus. Oh yeah, well. get the Jurassic World lingo oh, right. right.
1: Get the name of the fake dinosaur right. Okay. So in all of the
2: in all of the reviews, they just called it the I Rex, and I thought it was like oh a typo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that I was reading, but it wasn't a typo. Anyway, so uh, J.K.
0: Rowling said she couldn't be happier with Catherine Watterson. This is the role that a couple of big names were up for, including Dakota Fanning. I thought Mm. that would have been cool. Yeah. So there's two other lead roles. The other is going to be Newt's quote unquote villain. And then there's who's named Jacob. Mm -hmm. And then there's Queenie, who's Tina's sister. And somehow all four of these are the leads. So, time will tell. Yeah. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, in terms of, like, putting Catherine and Eddie together, I I could see them making a nice couple. And a nice-looking couple.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, moving what? on from... hm? We're going to say something, Micah? Uh,
3: like a... Yeah. Just this whole idea that we don't really have a lot of context to who these characters are. So... Mm-hmm. We're not really going to go through casting and get really excited unless we actually know who the actors and actresses are that are going to be in these roles because for the characters themselves, we don't know what their role is going to be. It's a bit different when we were anticipating who was going to be playing different characters in the Harry Potter series because we had already read about them and we already knew what they were going to do. So um, unless they're going to look to cast younger versions of witches and wizards that we know from potter mm-hmm. uh I, I just i don't know that casting is going to be all that exciting
2: but this is the natural progression right when you're talking about movie news casting happens yeah. first before photography and then once they start and it's all super the movie boring then, yeah i mean it's, <laughs> it's well, we're, we're we're making it interesting by by having these sorts of discussions um but yeah i mean just just the headshot Uh, That you have here, Andrew, like, um, they they all look like beautiful people (laughs) who are being being cast. So that we can
0: say for sure. They're pretty. Yeah. So Pottermore did something cool um, earlier this month. They unveiled a witch and wizard timeline. It's not flash heavy. It's not something you have to unlock or something. It's just a simple page with a list of famous witches and wizards. Uh, dating back to the very earliest <laughs> days of the world, basically. Um, just loading it up right now. I'm trying to. Oh, apparently that link doesn't work. But uh, what, what there is a couple of interesting things in it. First of all, it's a very easy way to look back on the wizarding history and find somebody you may have heard of before, and just get a couple of sentences on that person. Uh, and what I also found interesting, I don't know what this means, if anything, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I was looking at the timeline and Newt Scamander is the oldest wizard on that timeline who is still alive. Ah. Mm. I don't know what that means. Like, alive today in 2015. So- Does it
1: have his wife on you know there?
0: What? No, because these are like famous witch and wizards. Oh, like
1: people,
3: okay. oh, you've
2: got to make the card.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. His <laughs> his or wife Porpentina, clearly not as famous.
2: Corpentina not destined for greatness, apparently. <laughs> um, wow, that's, so that's harsh. Same way, even crackpot theories, what that could possibly mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it'll be like in the Hobbit, where you have young Frodo coming to to meet old, you know, Eddie. Uh, or old Newt in the beginning of uh, yeah. the movie, and then it'll go back to the 1920s. So they'll have, they'll basically have Newt being able to be alive now. Maybe they'll use that for flashback or flash forward purposes.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just makes me wonder how far forward the storyline's going to go.
0: Right. Yeah, you know? I mean, are they going to work towards present day? Is Newt yeah. going to get caught up in the Voldemort war. Or yeah, something. like are we
1: going to see him reading a copy of the Daily Prophet talking about Voldemort coming back? Like <laughs> I wonder. I mean, it, it does cool. beg
2: the question like if he hadn't died now, when would he have died? If this trilogy is about his life, um, you know, as he goes and first tries to make the book, but if this follows him, then it the series really could go anywhere if he's still alive. And I'd yeah. like to know where he was during all of the Voldemort stuff then. Yeah, if, it, it, it just seems if, like a strange coincidence. I do feel a great deal of puff pride though, uh, with, with being, <laughs> being so healthy and surviving. It's pretty yeah. cool. Good, good on you. So nukes. It,
0: I recommend checking this out, scrolling through it, you know, one lazy afternoon, mm-hmm. hitting up Pottermore, checking out what's new. <laughs> I don't know why they did it either. It seems like something that would have been good for the encyclopedia, but that's yeah, I don't a whole know. other discussion. So, uh, before we move on with the news today, I want to remind everybody that today's episode was brought to you by audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of Mugglecast, audible is offering you a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. And, uh, I, do you, are you guys fans of 50 shades of gray? <laughs> no. no? No. My
1: No. <laughs>
0: well, then you'll be pleased to hear that there is a 50 shades of gray spin-off titled Gray. Uh, yeah, I've was, read
1: excerpts of it. Uh, yeah, have yeah. you? The uh, highlights. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> so
2: maybe if uh, you know, you're
1: <laughs> This E.L. E. James one has night.
2: totally <laughs> taken the idea that was had by who's the Twilight author? Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Ooh. Meyer wrote what was it Midnight Sun, Sun. was like mm-hmm. the first book from Edward Cullen's perspective? Like, this right. is exactly that only, worstly, like, worse written. Hey, you don't know that. You more don't know about that. Bond. I I oh, know it's... from the excerpts. I've read. <laughs> yeah, I do it's... know. I do. I can guarantee. I, I promise it's oh, bad. this is
3: supposed to be a plug, Eric. I'm podcast. sorry. Did you
1: want to? <laughs> okay, forget. All right. Are gray... we plugging Fifty Shades of Grey? Grey's a Are... bad
0: choice. I tried. I tried.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. How
0: about the original Jurassic Park?
1: There oh, you go, yeah, Michael Craig. Should
0: yes. we fantastic?
2: We, we can, but should we? That's that's the central question.
0: This is the twenty-fifth anniversary edition on Audible, unabridged. Um everybody is upset obs- everybody's got Jurassic Fever. Now you can read the original book. I actually really want to do this because I've been high on dinosaurs since watching Jurassic World, and mm-hmm. I want to read the source material. Yeah. So uh you can grab this for free on Audible. Podcast.com slash mugglecast. You'll get one free audiobook by going to that URL, and uh, you can take your book anywhere and listen to it just like you would a podcast. So, audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Check it out. Great time to do it, especially during the summer when you're out in the Batmore. For sure. So, uh, continuing with the news, this was really interesting. JK Rowling's been really awesome on Twitter, and this may be one of her best gems yet. So, she kind of teased the existence of a American wizarding school somewhere in the United States. Uh somebody had asked her on Twitter about the Salem Witches Institute, which we had learned about a while ago, but mm. we didn't really know anything about it. It was mentioned in Goblet of Fire. <clears throat> and so somebody asked about it and J.K. Rowling replied the Salem Witches Institute isn't a school but a joke on the Women's Institute in the UK. Which I don't really understand. I don't get
2: the, I don't get the joke.
0: I don't, I don't know. She's joking.
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't get the reference. Me neither.
0: So, but then she said, uh, somebody asked her, okay, so there is an American wizarding school. And then she said that information will be revealed in due course. Then somebody else said, is Newt going to visit a school in New York? And then she said, no, but he's going to meet people who were educated at name in not New York. Uh, and then (laughs) you know she just started uh, replying to a bunch of people on Twitter she said "Um, uh, she said somebody said well the name of the Wizarding School in America have any relevance to the Native American Indian culture she said do you mean the name is of American Indian origin it isn't the name is of immigrant origin and then she said however indigenous magic wasn't was important in the founding of the school if i say which tribes location is revealed so she's got a lot of information on the school that we're going to learn in fantastic beasts i'm super excited
2: about this
1: yeah me too yeah Um, i want to know why i didn't get my letter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not <Right>. have <laughs> I have some
2: questions. That's, that's too hard of a transition. Uh, <laughs> that, right. That's the next, next. That's side. our next story. But would <laughs> <But laughs> <Okay>. when <with> Jake rolling <laughs> in the American story, like the school, I I I love this, this that she says if I answer that question fully, it will reveal the location of the school. But you can take that as a yes. It's another one of those tweets that was in there. But um, just the idea that somebody had to ask if the Native American Indian. Uh, you know, ancient sh- sort of shaman magic type stuff, uh, would have to do with this universe. And she kind of, she's brought it in. It turns out she has adopted that. And it's really smart because for me, uh, even living in America, I don't often think about how, um, the native tribes had sort of a magic and an understanding of their own. Um, but it would, of course, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, of course, she would, she would totally use that for, yeah. The basis for this you know and i wonder how i wonder what uh how their education in america would be different as a result of you know whatever sort of um tenets of magic that these people learned about
1: so question though does she actually say u.s wizarding school or does she say american wizarding school because there could potentially be a difference
0: well Uh i mean people people said to her I think it's assumed it's in the U.S. because Fantastic Beasts is set in the U.S. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason I ask is because America is a continent, and to most people, like outside of the U.S., when they refer to America, they can be referring to the entire continent. Right. There's
2: Central America. There's right. South America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all. So
1: waiting. I don't know. True, but probably, I mean, probably a stretch, but it would be interesting yeah.
2: if she's
0: meeting people. If if New is meeting people in New York. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's people from all over the world going to New York. But somebody did say at one point, Wizarding School in America have any relevance to the Native American culture. And she just replied, if I answer that, it will reveal the location of the school. So she
2: didn't deny it was – It could be like a hub area. Like, I don't know. It's just so funny because the UK is so freaking tiny compared to all yeah. of the continents of America. Well, and- so where could it be in the U.S.? Well, gosh, there would be, I mean, I'm just saying size-wise, there should be so yeah. many of school, of the schools. South um... Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my
1: God, my God.
3: My no, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm looking into a little bit of what she's saying here. And I, I think, you know, if you, you have to find a place that had clearly several Native American tribes in the area. So if we start to dig a little bit, and my history is not what it used to be, but- Just kind of looking back and seeing, you know, what areas of the country were highly populated by well known Native American tribes. Mm. If, if they clearly had this level of influence, um, on the founding of the school, it would be cool, you know, similar to a Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, you know, that was, that was a four individual people. But if you actually had, multiple tribes who are responsible for the formation of the school or at least the teachings of the school, I would think it was probably somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I mean, before, unfortunately, before many people were driven away from their original ancestral homes, there were lots of tribes all over different parts of the country. Right. And I'm assuming this takes place before Andrew Jackson screwed everybody over. So (laughs) (laughs) it, you know. I don't know. It, I feel like there are a lot of places it could take place.
0: EW did a Entertainment Weekly did, came up with four theories. Uh The first one is New Orleans, which would be so oh, cool. That would
1: be so cool.
0: Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Roanoke. Virginia. And, yeah. The lost colony of Roanoke was founded off the coast of North Carolina, North Carolina by English settlers in the late 16th century. But when other colonists returned several years later, the entire, entire settlement had disappeared. This is history. So yeah. why did it disappear? Maybe it's been inhabited by wizards and witches.
1: <laughs> and they hit
0: it all. <laughs> yeah. And then they also suggested New England, which is kind of a safe bet. And then the
2: Southwest, sort of what Micah was saying. Well, I, so. I just remember visiting uh, Arizona as a child and seeing uh, Native Indian ruins. Um, I don't know if it was Apache. I don't know what what the tribes were necessarily, but I remember being fascinated by them. And these people lived long ago, but the remains are still there. And it's it'd be it'd be really funny for her to do something like you know the way that Hogwarts is hidden from view to have it be somewhere that we know or have been to.
3: Yeah, um,
0: I um whenever we find out the location of the school i think we should all go as a collective set of harry
3: potter fans
1: <laughs> agreed and, that'd be like, awesome like
0: pay our respects or something i don't <laughs> i don't know what we would <laughs> no
3: we have to we have to try be... and find our version of hogwarts that's what we need yeah. to do
0: well yeah, yeah so we would know it okay and document so, it so we like go, video so we go <laughs> to new Just orleans and start looking for a castle or something <laughs> yeah i think that's accurate
3: but i like i like new orleans i think that would be really cool
0: yeah i'm up for a trip to new orleans to find american hogwarts by the way i kind of hate how people keep calling it american hogwarts (laughs) it's not american hogwarts it's like it's just an american it's an american wizarding school it's probably going to be nothing like hogwarts right
3: (laughs) i'm still confused and and we talked about this but the the Salem Witches Institute, do you think she had a backpedal off of that for some reason? Because why even mention it like the way that she did in Goblet of Fire if it wasn't going to be Right and, and not even say anything about it for how many years? How many years has it been since Goblet of Fire was released?
2: Yeah. Well, it was a joke that amused her, I think at the time, which is why she wrote it. But I was I was surprised when she said, Oh no, that's not the school because Because as a result of that reference being in there, we just all assumed, oh, yeah, Salem Witch Trials. Like, it makes sense. The American school's got to be in Salem. And she sort of coasted off of our assumption Mm -hmm. for so long, not having to answer questions about the American school. Her books were about this British kid in Britain who's, you know, got to deal with his his own stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like she's been able to coast off of this assumption that we've all made, which turns out now is incorrect. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm looking
1: at I'm looking at the Women's Institute's right now on Wikipedia and apparently it was formed in 1915 um to encourage women to become more involved in producing food during World War 1. And I guess since then it's actually developed a little bit so that it's actually like a women's voluntary organization that's trying to give women more room to move up in academia. Hmm. um i don't know i i don't want to like make this assumption because i don't know enough about it but there were a lot of women's institutes like that in the u.s as well and they were kind of looked down upon because at the time women were not allowed to go to universities where men went places like harvard yale etc they all had women's schools that went alongside them so i wonder if that's where the joke comes in I don't know. That
2: is very interesting. So
0: maybe
1: she's
3: it's just like... too smart for all of us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something she'll definitely have to answer. Somebody's got to ask her. Yeah. Between now and first Fantastic Beast. So uh moving on. Speaking of Hogwarts, you know, everybody has been infatuated with the idea of Hogwarts. And when we all read the books, we... All wanted to go to the school. So, <laughs> there. earlier this month, um, I guess somebody asked JK Rowling on Twitter, I want, I, I, you know, where's my Hogwarts letter? Something to that effect. And she replied, all these people saying they never got their Hogwarts letter. You got the letter. You went to Hogwarts. We were all there together. And then she replied again, of course, it happened inside your head. But why on earth should that mean it wasn't real? Uh, A quote from Dumbledore. Oh. <laughs> so everybody ate this up. It got 30,000 retweets, 35,000 favorites. It, everybody was writing about it online. The hype article went viral. Everybody just really wants to believe that they went to Hogwarts. Mm. It's amazing. And it's beautiful. And I don't think Warner Brothers is happy about it because uh <laughs> this is going to hurt the sales of those Hogwarts letters. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> needs to buy them. Jakey really uh, just tweeted that we all went.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Micah, I, I, you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, we could try to find it, but I guess we don't need to now.
3: No. I mean, yeah. I've been there. It's in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and soon Hollywood.
2: We were all there together, Micah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a really beautiful thing, and I I, I just love how... I wonder if J.K. Rowling ever sits here and be like, and is like, damn, I can make a lot of people happy just by sitting here on Twitter and telling them they all, they all went to Hogwarts.
2: I find it <laughs> shocking that she is inspired by a single tweet that she picks out of the ether to then go on and reveal things like this or, or yeah. just st- state her opinions in such a way that it's, you know, matter of fact, oh yeah, we all went. Like, dog you can stop saying that now but
0: it really makes you reflect on when the books were coming out everybody was all in this together mm. we were all going through harry's journey together all reading the books at the same time when they came out at midnight you know all starting to speculate about what these new book titles mean i mean we jk jk rowling speaking figuratively but i mean She's kind of also absolutely right. <laughs> we really did all go yeah. together. Yeah. So that was the inspirational J.K. Rowling moment of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget, in our final news item for today, uh, J.K. Rowling does other things besides Harry Potter. She ah. is publishing her third book, Career of Evil, her Ooh. third uh, Cormoran Strike novel. It's called Career of Evil. It's going to be out late October of this year uh have you guys read these sorry i feel like i ask this every time but who's read them
3: i have okay are you excited
1: i I feel terrible you should
3: yes laura you're a terrible person
1: i'm an awful person
0: no you You really should read them though you should read them really good
1: yeah when i when i finish school i will definitely put them on my list for sure
0: so, uh, for those of you who do read it, it says, uh, the synopsis says, when a mysterious package is del- delivered to Robin, that's the, uh, that's Cormoran's oh, secretary assistant. assistant. Yeah. She's horrified to discover that it contains a woman's severed leg. Her boss, oh. private mm-hmm. detective Corman Strike, is less surprised, but no less alarmed. There are four people from his past who he thinks could be responsible. And, uh, the, the synopsis goes on to say, the police are focusing on one suspect. strike is increasingly sure it is not. So Strike has to take manners into his own hands. Oh,
3: that is pretty uh dark. I mean obviously. Severed given, leg. Well, given Cormoran's uh condition.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, good point. He's missing a leg. It's yes. not a spoiler. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, Alright, no. screw
1: school. I need to read these books because they sound really <laughs> interesting.
0: Yeah, they they yeah. really, really are. And every time I pick up one of these I mean, it's only been twice, but every time when I I read the first two books, I've been reminded how detailed of a writer J.K. Rowling is. You see that in these books, and you're just reminded about how great reading Harry Potter was. So,
2: yeah, I will be reading this. I have to read The Silkworm yet, but uh, I do enjoy these. You read Cuckoo's Calling? I did. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Okay. I'm just impressed that Robert Galbraith is verified on Twitter. Given that he's not a, a real person, yeah.
0: What's the deal
2: with that? The official fake name of J.K.
0: Rowling. You, you would
2: think that that would be something that would be an issue, but mm-hmm. oh, I well. still crack up at
0: the fact that these books just make no mention of J.K. Rowling on the cover. Yeah. Although I noticed when I went to Barnes and Noble a couple of weeks ago, there was a sticker or a sign right above the books, the the Silkworm that said by J.K. Rowling. Oh I'm like, yeah. Ah. It yeah. kind of takes away from it.
3: Is well, it on the inside jacket yes. of the book? It yes. It is. Okay.
0: But as we all know, when it when the first one was published, right. there was no mention of that. And now when I go into used bookstores, I always look for The Cuckoo's Calling in hopes of finding another one of these books without her name in it, because... They're probably or worth probably a lot of worth something, yeah. I'm happy to say I have one because when the first one, when we found out, I ran out to the bookstore. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't there. I called my friend who also ran out to the bookstore. I was like, get me a copy, get me a copy. Because, of course, they were all going to sell out in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> now that word had spread. Big day. Big <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, that was really cool. Alright, so that's it for the news. Uh, coming up later, we have this month in Potter history. We're going to review more of J.K. Rowling's tweets. As usual, she's been busy as hell on Twitter. Uh, yeah. But first, it's time for a game.
1: Ooh. Starring
0: Micah, our host, Micah Tannenbaum.
3: Yeah, so uh, we're bringing back one of our old segments called Avada Kedavra Imperio Love Potion. We did it probably years ago at this point, but uh, I think we all had a lot of fun. It's a spinoff of the very popular game Screw, Mary Kill that you may play with your friends when you have had a bit of alcohol or maybe not. So I have to ask for a volunteer who wants to go first. We will be using characters, obviously, from the Harry Potter series, and you will have to tell us whether or not you'd like to Avada Kedavra, Imperio, or Love Potion them.
0: Uh, the yeah, Laura, That's Laura the wants spirit.
3: It. All right. So, Laura, you are Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. I was born ready <laughs>
3: You have Dumbledore Tom Riddle Grindelwald
1: Is Oh, it- man. man! Oh, that sucks Um Okay I would definitely Love Potion Dumbledore Even though, you know, he doesn't play for my team That's alright um i would i would imperio grindelwald not to what is this it's what is imperio supposed to be it
2: controls
1: you you ew that's really gross okay (laughs) i would i would do that i would do that but not for the you know not for that but to actually make him not be evil and then i would kill tom riddle
0: Okay, yeah, Tom Riddle definitely deserves to die. That poor muggle. Seriously, guys.
3: (laughs) All right, who's next? Micah. Uh Uh, All right, Eric, you have Hagrid, Umbridge, (laughs) Oliver Wood.
2: Oh, Oh, I wish I had this one. (laughs) Okay, wait, Hagrid, Umbridge, and Oliver Wood? Yep. Andrew, do you want this one? I'll take it.
0: I would okay. kill Umbridge. She was the yep. worst thing in my life Thank when you. I was reading book five. Um, Of course, <laughs> I would <laughs> love potion Oliver Wood because he's so dreamy. And uh, Imperial Hagrid, that's tough, though. He's never mm-hmm. done anything to deserve that. <laughs> but if I, I have agree. to, I have to. Sorry, Hagrid. You handled that well. All right, Eric gets the final one, and you have to answer it. No escaping. Okay, all
3: right. All right, here you go, Eric. Dobby, Petunia. (laughs) God. We can't even get past Dobby. (laughs) Petunia, Neville.
2: Dobby, Petunia, Neville. Neville, Uh, like
0: Matt Lewis today, hot Matt Lewis, or
3: Neville? Neville Longbottom from from the books.
2: Okay, okay. Okay, so one of them is AK, one of them is Imperio, and one of them is Love Potion. Um
3: that's the name of the game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll uh I'll Imperio Petunia. Uh she can clean up after me or something that I don't do well for myself. And, uh, we know that she does that for the Dursley, so that's nice. And, um, I'll AK Dobby because he's already dead. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, and love pushing, uh, Neville because I'd rather have him in love with me than Dobby. Even if you uh, killed Dobby when he was alive, he was gonna die anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I kind of put Harry in a pickle because he doesn't come to the rescue. But yeah those are my answers. <laughs>
0: all right. I have one for Micah. all right, Hermione Granger, Professor Trelawney, and who's another famous
2: witch, Eric and Laura. You're giving him the girls, yeah, he doesn't give us any of the girls all the so girls give him the girls. um
1: you have to give him some variety. You gotta throw a guy in there,
2: okay,
0: uh okay, so Hermione, Professor Trelawney. And, and Dumbledore. Oh yeah,
3: Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore is coming back for another. Uh, yeah, <laughs> another
0: round. Let's another say this round is before he fell <laughs> off the tower.
3: All right, I'd uh, I'd <laughs> Avada Kedavra, Trelawney. Oh, Imperio, Dumbledore, because you can control him, and make him do anything you want, and he's probably the most powerful wizard ever. Sure. And love potion, Hermione. Yeah.
0: See, I wanted to give law or. Micah three girls to make him struggle with who to love potion, but I guess I should have known Hermione was going to win no matter
3: what. You should have, like, thrown in Rosemerta. Oh, love, yes.
0: Little... Love her. Joe. <laughs> J.K. Rowling? <laughs> J.K. Rowling.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so that's how we play Avada Kedavra Imperial Love Potion. I think we need something different for Imperio.
1: Yeah, I think I don't, so. I don't like.
0: It. I
2: thought, what if it's Crucio?
0: Taking control is a little Cru- bit. Yeah, it should be Crucio, because that's torture. That that makes.
1: Yeah, but the original game is screw Mary kill, not right. torture Mary kill. Well, yeah, so, so
0: love... there's a
2: distinction between screw and Mary. Yeah, yeah, but we okay. got to
0: do our own twist on it, so yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Okay, so um, as we get into this month in Potter history, somebody wanted to mention it's been five years since Episode 200. How did that happen? I know it's.
3: One of our listeners, I, I'm blanking on the name right now, but mm. uh, they let us know, was it Amanda? Uh, that I think we think it was met, Amanda Walters, yeah. That we had met uh, last year, actually, in Orlando. Uh, she had mentioned that uh, it had been five years since we released episode 200 of MuggleCast, and of course, uh, that was a big episode for us, not just because it was a landmark episode, but because we had the producer of the Harry Potter films, David Heyman, on, and um uh, you know, he was very, uh, gracious with his time spent close to 45 minutes or an hour, uh, just chatting Potter with us. He played the dueling club, <laughs> uh, which I thought he didn't necessarily have to do, but he was all in for it. And yeah, uh, we
2: explained it to him and he kicked Mike's ass.
3: <laughs> he did. He said, uh, at one point, do you want to admit defeat now? Yeah. Uh, so he, <laughs> yeah, he, was he, he was, uh, not shy about, uh, you know, playing those games, but, uh, it, you know, I listened back to it. I think it was last week or a week and a half ago. And it was just, uh, it's funny. Some of the things we talked about then, um, you know, prior to Deathly Hallows and now being not only on the other side of the movie, but the other side of the theme park and having Fantastic Beasts, um, mm. you know, the first film released next year it's just uh it was funny some of the questions and and some of the answers that we got um how excited he was to hear that eric had gotten a chance to go to the wizarding world as a preview and uh yeah so i encourage people go check it out i mean we have uh obviously 278 other episodes to listen to but uh that was one of my favorites i know we have other episodes where we've interviewed cast and crew from the films, and they've all been great. But yeah. this one was special because this guy has been involved with the series since, really, day one. Oh, yeah. And, um, you and know, now Fantastic piece. Be all... yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, moving on to this month in Potter history. it's uh, June is actually a very busy month in terms of major releases. First of all, Philosopher's Stone was published over in the UK June 30th, 1997. Ooh. So, we're approaching the 20-year anniversary. Oh, Damn. God.
1: <laughs> the insane.
0: Sorcerer's Stone did not come out on the same day. I believe it came out uh, a few months later. That September, I believe? Oh, Or the yeah. following year? I think it was the following year, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, that was before it blew up. Uh, yeah. But Chamber of Secrets in the U.S. was published June 1999. Uh, I still remember... Going I, the the story I always tell is that uh my entry into Harry Potter I was read Sorcerer's Stone in elementary school and then as soon as my teacher finished I guess this was 1999 I went into the local bookstore Barn Borders at the time and there was Chamber of Secrets right at the front because it had just come out mm. so I think my teacher had read Sorcerer's Stone to us in May June 1999 and then. Went to, you know, the bookstore after and boom, there it was right at the front. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, also this month in history, Order of the Phoenix was published in June 2003. Did we all go to midnight release parties for that one? I did. but yes. Yes. Yeah. I totally
1: did. Yeah. where yeah, you go, Laura? Um, I went to, I think it was a Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. in Alpharetta, Georgia.
0: Mm hmm. Alpharetta.
1: Um, Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and I was, god in 2003 how old was i i was like 14 so i definitely dressed up too <laughs>
0: <laughs> As, do you remember
1: uh just like i just generic like i put uh, on yeah. like robes and stuff
0: yeah just like fun. eric
2: does to this day yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey no shame no well, shame
2: what, what midnight party did you go to eric Oh, it was the the big one uh the one in Oak Park Illinois oh, held by the Mungle magic Net tree did. bookstore where they uh they changed their they the, all the local businesses on Oak Park avenue uh transformed themselves into Diagon Alley um, yeah it was a pretty that looked pretty really cool yeah pretty big thing it was something they did uh for the following book releases as well but this was the 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 real big one the first one and the first time I'd been out of like out of state for like a MuggleNet thing so it was a mm. lot of fun
0: yeah, my, I went to my local Barnes and Noble for Order of the Phoenix, and I remember, I remember a couple of the quote unquote cool kids from <laughs> middle school or high school being there, and I was like, oh, this is cool, they're here, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I felt like validated in my interest in Harry Potter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if the cool kids like it, I guess I should like it too. It's I true. mean, I guess it's okay to like it. <laughs> So then the following year, in June 2004, Prisoner of Azkaban, the movie, was released. Mm.
2: You'd
0: know all about the madness
2: within, wouldn't you? Mm.
0: (laughs) My story with with that was I felt the film ended really abruptly. I went to the bathroom towards the end of the movie, and then I came back, and it was over. I'd missed the ending. (laughs) And then I remember getting the Prisoner of Azkaban DVD and watching the end finally. And, and it pauses on that freeze frame of harry riding buckbeak <laughs> no. and i was like what the hell i waited for this <laughs> yeah how did nobody tell me about this <laughs> so yeah and then more recently jumping 6 years ahead june 18 2010 the original wizarding world opened in orlando ooh and then 4 and years we were
1: l- all there right like, yeah, we went, not like, for right the opening, but, not for the, for the opening, opening, but like, right after it opened.
0: Yeah. What was that? Infinitus? Uh, yeah. The Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. And they shut Sounds down right. the
1: whole park for us. Oh, like, just the people, us. Not just us, but like all the people <laughs> who were there for Infinitus. Right. Yeah. So well, we got to hang out in it by ourselves. It was cool.
0: And the other cool thing was that, um, we did the podcast in yeah, the Leaky in the Cauldron. Engine.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh my God. That was so much fun.
0: Yeah. That was really, really, really neat. I remember there
2: being sound problems, but other than that it was really,
1: really weird. Yeah, they just
2: they they wouldn't turn off the music because they couldn't oh, right. turn off the music. I think like as long as that whole area has power, it will play the soundtrack <laughs> from from <laughs> those films. You will listen to this soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, we were in the middle of a theme park, I certainly wasn't gonna
2: complain about that. No, 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 no. But ultimately it was it was very intimate. You had to lean in to hear us. So
0: Yeah. And then four years to the day actually. Um Diagon Alley opened up in Orlando as well. And that's so cool. that was just a year ago. Mm. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's what happened this month in Harry Potter history. Uh moving along to our final segment of the day. Uh pen and paper are my priority. Of course, J.K. Rowling continues to remain busy on Twitter, but I think Eric noted, "Eric, you went back in her history
2: like a stalker." Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's public. It's public. It's public. Yeah. She hit it it would be stalking, but not um, necessarily. No. Uh, well, anyway, there was a period of eight days where she didn't tweet anything. What um, do you guys and,
0: uh, think she was doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> was she charging like, having...
2: her batteries? Would be my guess. <laughs> um. But but anyway, no. We we our last episode came out on like May seventeenth, and so I guess we recorded probably that day or the day before, and it had been five or six days since a tweet. Two further days went by without a tweet, but then, of course, everything from May 19th to, like, today, she has not taken a day off. There is something huge that happens every single day, something (laughs) going on on her Twitter, so it's pretty exciting. J.K. Rowling makes news every day on Twitter. It was just funny, my girlfriend gets tweets to her phone, which she's seriously considering not doing anymore, because uh, we'll be somewhere, and she'll just look down at her phone and go, oh, God, she's at it again. And I know she means T.K. (laughs) Rowling, like tweeting about something. Sometimes it's like stuff that doesn't have anything to do with Americans, right? It's like political and in Scotland and all that stuff. uh,
3: I was going to say something about that. Uh, And look, when you agree to follow somebody, you're following the person. I think one of the things that people often forget is that you're not just following the author of the Harry Potter series. You're following a human being who has clear – thoughts and perspectives and she makes them very, very clear when she tweets. And, um, I I would say though, I, if I could give her a bit of advice, don't, she seems to get riled up by, by people who say things about her. And Mm -hmm. I I just, I would ignore it. I mean, I, I don't think she needs to make examples of them all the time or, you know, to, to fire back at them. You know, people are going to then continue to do the types of things that they have been doing. And that's, you know, go at her knowing that they're going to get a response. And I would just think that she's had enough of that over the last, you know, 10 or 20 years. She doesn't need to to even engage these people at all.
1: I mean, like when she made certain assumptions about a, a particular gentleman's endowments on twitter you uh,
2: well he called her a c word but <laughs> yeah still, no still.
1: no it was totally uncalled for but yeah i i i do think that maybe she there's a little bit of like a social media learning curve going on
0: mm. i think jk rowling is someone who just enjoys getting into these heated discussions surprisingly i never would have expected this of her but the other day i mean she was doing all this tweeting about stuff i just honestly i just don't know about it (laughs) and somebody brought up to me on twitter well maybe you know she thinks her followers can learn something from this i was like well yeah maybe but i don't i don't know if it's good twitter etiquette but whatever so (laughs) i wanted to talk about more of the lighter moments that she's had on twitter uh in the past month like for example, Matt Lewis, who now is like super <laughs> in shape, he had a cover story in uh, Attitude Magazine and he's like shirtless and in his underwear. And she sent a tweet to Matt Lewis and said uh, about these images, not as bad as watching Dan and Equus, but close. Warn me next time, for God's sake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which was really funny because these pictures are steamy. <laughs> They're very steamy. Yeah. He got her, her comment, um, and, and replied to it or quoted the tweet and said, well, this is awkward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. It's like your, it's like your mom looking at your, yeah, it's like your mom coming in and, and, and seeing what you've done and going like, oh, oh well, all right. <laughs> now, so I... but her response to that, I wanted to mention her response to that tweet where he said, well, this is awkward was the best tweet ever, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, That was a good one from her, for sure. I have to find it in this damn thing. Where is it? She says, like, it's all right. Now go put some clothes on. Hang on.
0: Something like that.
2: Yeah, okay. I I will always support you with whatever you want to do, Matthew. Now go put some clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I I love those two. I love how J.K. Rowling is um, publicly still in the lives of the actors and and children from the Harry Potter films. Yeah. So, uh, elsewhere
0: on Twitter, she also, uh, when Ireland decided to legalize gay marriage, she said, sitting here watching the Irish make history, extraordinary and wonderful. (laughs) Um, she also, oh, this was a good zinger. She, uh, so the web Westboro Baptist church in Ireland tweeted, so, J.K. Rowling wants Dumbledore and Gandalf to marry in Ireland, because she had said something about that earlier in the month. If it happens, WBC will pick it. Oh, jeez. First of all, like, guys, Dumbledore and Gan- Gandalf are fictional. so yeah, And they're two separate series. You wouldn't find them right. together. So, what do you mean, if it happens? <laughs> and then, so then J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling tweeted, "Alas, the sheer awesomeness of such a union in such a place would blow your tiny, bigoted minds out of your thick, slopping skulls. Sloping, skulls. sloping skulls. Boom! Amazing. Drop wow. the Twitter bomb. Yeah,
3: fourteen thousand retweets, twenty five thousand. <laughs> ah, <favorites>. that's
1: amazing. I <laughs> mean,
2: and the, sloping skulls. And She's then on the money <laughs>
0: And then on Draco's birthday, uh, somebody (laughs) tweeted to her, it's J.K. Rowling's birthday today, isn't it? How old would he be turning? And then she replied, Draco Draco turns 35. I'm not invited to his party, mainly because I keep telling girls they're misguided to fancy him. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's like the mom
2: effect, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And uh, something a little, she didn't drop any, well, besides the Hogwarts thing, she didn't, uh, American Hogwarts, quote unquote. She didn't drop any real uh, Harry Potter revelations this month, but she did confirm that Fred
2: was born first, and she said, "I always thought that was obvious." But what does she mean by that? I don't. Somebody replied to that tweet and was like, "Because F comes before G in the alphabet?" <laughs> Question mark. Like, <laughs> well, aren't there, I? I guess, like, that's how I rem, that's how I remember Bill and Charlie. Aren't there theories
0: about the first one being born, like being smarter or something?
2: I mean, I'm sure there's. Yeah, I'm sure there's like some writing on that. Yeah, um, I don't know about proof, but yeah, uh, definitely opinion. That's how I remember Bill and Charlie, actually, which is funny, because Bill's older, because B comes before C. But I always it's... remember Fred being the one who died, because Fred is dead. Rhymes. Fred is dead. Ryan's with it, yeah. That's, Sad,
0: yeah, but true. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's JK Rowling on Twitter. Jo- Joe, thank you for continuing to bless us with these tweets. I continue to keep trying to get her attention, but Still no reply. Oh.
2: Same. It's You really have to be there at the right moment. You have to say something that's like, did I say this last time? Did I give a recipe for, I'm having like deja vu here, the <laughs> recipe for getting Joe to tweet you back. Not that any of us have been successful in doing it, but you have to tweet on like an off day, like a, like a Wednesday. Right, when her mentions tab like, slow. Yeah, I don't know if they go down and that's why, that makes sense. But and you and you can't ask like a a direct Harry Potter question or if you do it has to be disguised so that it's like my friend says so and so is this way (laughs) when really what you mean to ask is was this character in this particular situation meaning to say this or do this and then she'll like jump on it and it's like for some reason she she finds you and and then and then responds to it in the way. you you really have to there yeah you have to I mold mean, and craft and... it's
0: it's it's really luck of the draw that i think that's what it comes down Don't to be
2: obvious yeah i
0: i said a couple months ago she replied to one of hypeable's writers she actually replied twice to mccall Ooh. and uh, and you know the one tweet was just the xo i was like oh that's i just want an xo, XO. From <laughs> <rolling>. <laughs> that's all i want because then i want to print it out on a shirt Yes. And wear it forever.
1: Is JK Rowling like the new gossip girl or something? What's with the XO? <laughs> kiss
0: and JK hug. They do, At Sims. They XO. do that over in, uh, you know, England all the time. Maybe it was an XX. Kiss, kiss. Oh. That's the popular thing over there. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I continue to ask her, I think, Micah, you just asked me what, what I do. Um, I, well, I asked her to stop. With the public argument the other day. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think that helped get a response.
1: Probably not.
0: (laughs) I asked her if she agreed. Oh, we actually skipped this earlier. Uh, But it's okay. Uh, Some person wrote an article for Time telling JK Rowling that she should stop writing about Harry Potter because it's ruining the magic. But it was pretty obvious this person hadn't written about Harry Potter, or hadn't read Harry Potter. So anyway, I, I, Tweeted her like, do you agree with me on this? I was just shamelessly plugging my stuff, but (laughs) yeah. Anyway, that's all we have for this installment of Mugglecast 279. We will be back in July. We are always, we are now doing these episodes monthly. Tell your friends about the podcast. We keep getting tweets. Oh, I just discovered your podcast, enjoying (laughs) it a lot, which is so great to hear. So thank you to all of our listeners, whether you've been listening for almost 10 years now or you've been just listening for 10 days. Uh, you Gosh. can visit the MuggleCast website to hear every episode of the podcast. And, uh, you know, we would love a review on iTunes. If you just go to iTunes and leave a review there, get some fresh reviews in there, uh, we would really appreciate that. Feel free to share your honest thoughts. Uh, feel free to tweet us, twitter.com slash mugglecast, facebook.com slash mugglecast. I wanted to also plug uh, the podcast that Laura and I are doing. Laura, could you tell everybody about Millennial?
1: Yes. So Millennial, the hashtag is silent, by the way, um, is actually hosted by myself, Andrew, Matt, and Elisa. So we mm-hmm. were, the three of us, aside from Andrew, were all on Mogulcast at some point in history. Um, and Millennial is a weekly podcast that offers commentary on world events, pop culture, news, politics, all through this perspective of young adults who all are friends with each other. Um, And we have a really good kind of general knowledge of current events. So each week we'll be discussing what's going on with the world and taking our own kind of interesting, funny spin on it. You should definitely listen. It's a great show.
0: Yeah. Millennialshow.com or just search for millennial. You can either do hashtag millennial or just millennial on the iTunes store if you want to search that
3: way. You'll certainly have a lot to talk about on the next episode.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, oh
1: yes. my God. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, uh, I almost called you Matt, Micah, and Elite. Uh, my- oh, my God. <laughs> you guys have the same initials. We're not like millennial,
2: Andrew. Yeah. Micah and Eric.
0: Do you want to plug Game of Owns?
3: Sure. Uh, yeah. So we actually, uh, just wrapped up the, uh, fifth season of Game of Thrones. Well, not us personally, but, you know, the show ended last Sunday and we were actually out doing a live show in Chicago. And uh, it was a lot of fun, got to meet a lot of listeners, but uh, now as the season is officially over, we will head into what we call our on-season, where we go through the books chapter by chapter, similar to what uh, we've did um, for many, many years on MuggleCast, and um, we encourage you to uh, check it out, uh, Game of Owns on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh We're on iTunes, so just go give us a search, download, give it a listen, let us know what you think.
2: All right. I'd also like to plug uh, Alohomora, which is Malcolm global reread podcast of the Harry Potter books. We're actually, we just read the Sectum Semper chapter. We're in book six, but basically each episode of that podcast, it's called Alohomora, is dedicated to a chapter in the Harry Potter series. So just like we used to do on this show... We are actually causing um, – all of our listeners are reading along with us. And each week we have a guest host from the Harry Potter community um, come on and actually talk about the chapter and solicit uh, you know discussion from the listeners and all sorts of interesting stuff. So kind of like reading the Harry Potter books with a complete knowledge of how it's going to end. Um, and also now that we're older, uh, whether or not things still flow the same way. As well as all those clues and stuff like that, so what it's good you, fun.
0: What if you? What if we reread the books now and we realize that we don't like it? Damn, yeah. Harry Potter sucks. <laughs> what we There's always,
2: there's always Robert Galbraith. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We will be back in July with a new episode. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull.
3: I'm Micah Tannenbaum.
1: And I'm Laura T. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, did you change your name recently? No. Well, no. We're,
0: yeah, I totally understand. But, okay. but laura yeah all right we'll see you next time for episode 280 <laughs> do, goodbye do the trade last names laura
3: <laughs> no just just if you want to know go back and listen to old episodes
1: <laughs> yeah exactly there are like a hundred something episodes that have my last yeah, name yeah that's
0: exactly what i was gonna say <laughs>